Hello, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. Not sure how long this bit will last since I'm uh, walking my way back to those onions <laughs> that were dumped yesterday with my backpack and then ready to harvest them, if you'll forgive the pun, to uh, chop freeze them and use them in my, uh, in my lentils for the remainder of my time here. Anywho, it is windy, but uh, the sun is almost fully out, so windy so it's chilly but you know with a with some sun at least it makes it uh, tolerable so even though I'm a little chilly but it's enjoyable to be uh, in my t-shirt instead of uh, that kind of uh, whatever you call it like a um, like an active uh, like a like a mid layer yeah like an athletic layer I'm trying to think of a anyway it's uh, you know it's something that doesn't trap sweat too much, so it's meant to be uh, to be worn, you know, for like running and other things. But it gives you a little more warmth. Anywho, I've been wearing that for a while now, so it's nice. Anywho, uh, I was listening to this podcast, and uh, it was an Italian podcast, and. Uh, this guy had his grandmother, so he kind of involved his family from time to time, which is kind of nice on the, on the type of accent that they have. So obviously a grandmother is going to be harder to understand than he is because he articulates, enunciates very well, and uh, she's uh, obviously not. So it forces you to pay attention differently. So good exercise. But uh, talking about during the war, Second World War, Second World War, and, you know, talking about uh, sacrificing yourself or family, you know, kind of to do with less so other people can have more, kind of like a familial philanthropic state of mind. And uh, he mentioned about her, you know, believing in heaven and that she's going to go there and then she will uh, meet with her deceased husband. And uh, I understand... You know, like all of us have a story to make sense of this world. Finding a way to deal with suffering or and the like. It is tough. Life is hard. But when I hear that, I'm like, how fucking retarded to have that antiquated, obsolete fairy tale about, yeah, what I have experienced in this life. I guess it's almost like you're an uh, um, atheist um, um, you're an atheist uh, believer you know meaning who you are in this life who you've met what you've done is all there has ever been and then the best you know the pinnacle of your achievement of the people you've met they, they are the best forever and ever and that's basically what you want and I'm like I have those two conflicting feelings it is so fucking hard for me not to get into that judging mode well, I mean it's not that charge but still I'm thinking how fucking retarded you know that uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just had the image a little segue about uh, Colbert Stephen Colbert when he had a Colbert report uh, a few years ago um, and he had this thing about uh, was that Cinderella no there was Snow White 
yeah, it was Snow White. And <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, to kill it like he did, but it was awesome. Talked about, you know, yeah, here's uh, Walt Disney teaching us that it's okay to, to go in and kiss, you know, drugged up woman who's in conscience and conscious. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what that brought that to mind. I guess I watched, I watched it not too long ago. It really cracked me up. It was so much more funny. It was so much funnier way back then. We're more aggressive, we're more on the edge. Not as a uh, walk and politically correct as it has become. Anywho, and that's neither here nor there for the Stephen Colbert, uh, Stephen Colbert fan out there. And uh, so, yeah, I just think that way. It, it just, to me, it feels so immature, you know? And yet at the same time, I understand, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not exempt of such a treatment, of such lashing out, you know, but it's, it's like a natural thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's retarded, but it doesn't matter. I guess in the end it doesn't matter because we, we each have our own story, you know, shaped around who we are, how we were raised, what's happened to us and you know, the culture and all of those things. So it is tricky not to judge. It is tricky to not <clears throat> pull people down, you know, and of course not to put yourself down then, because if you are higher than some, you are lower than others. So there is no like, uh, there is no pinnacle where you look at everybody else. You just on the ladder <laughs> and oh, at least I'm not where they are. Which is silly, but it's it's tough. It is tough. Anyway, so that's uh, that's for that. Put that in the box. And then uh, yesterday. So one thing I do sometime in the evening, I have kind of like a mahjong kind of a game, which is kind of a little uh, time. It's a time puzzle, basically type thing where you have to match some tiles or color or shape or whatever letters together within a time frame. And for whatever reason, it's soothing to me when I do that. And, uh, but I don't just do that. I'm gonna wanna hear, listen to something else. So I will mute all the sounds. I don't like sounds on game. Well, actually, that's the only game that I have anyway. And I will play. And often in the evening, I like stand-up comedy. And for me, the the number one and, uh, and there is no question to me is uh, George Carlin <clears throat> his oration his rhythm you know his his creativity his his uh, cunning observation they just mind blowing to me now he is on a on a rather angry slope when it comes to his commentaries and you know some it's pushing the envelope and I would dare to say that. Uh, Besides Doug Stanhope, who's way on the way on the outfield here, but in terms of pushing the envelope, for somebody as famous, you know, as uh, charismatic as him, it was quite amazing that he was able to pull it off sustainably. And even though he got more and more more grumpy in his older years, I would, you would I would say cynical, very cynical. But uh, I just. Yeah, I'm just blown away by that that mental ability 
to take observation or to look at things in a certain way and to be able to package them to where you not only you crack up, you know, you want to piss yourself, but it also makes you think. It's not like it's completely void of any reason or logic. You know, it has some sense. And if you don't take it to the first degree, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's fine. You know, he's not, he's not saying the gospel, you know. He's not the Messiah. His aim is not to be the truth uh, dispenser. But uh, anyway, amazing. But as of late, I am actually, for whatever reason, I have become more sensitive to his, to his aggressivity. And it's like... <clears throat> and a kind of interesting point of contention is... Yeah, I guess I can use that. That works. One of my point of contention is that even though... <laughs> Doug Stanhope is completely ridiculous and I think he's a genius too I think he's <laughs> what a wow what a mind uh, but he feels more compassionate I guess he feels more connected you know he feels like yeah like there is a, a distance with George Carlin and, and a disdain too and a certain disdain that the anger that Doug Hope, Stanhope is kind of somebody who actually maybe believes in justice or still seeks it as if uh, George Cullen is kind of like uh, it's past it it's like you know and I would almost put it put him in a in kind of a smart ass a stoic uh, slant I guess George Cullen in that way I'm not saying it's bad either but I just yeah it hasn't worked so I've kind of reverted to like Jim Gaffigan which is a very uh, safe bet very kind of a clean comedian you know he tries here and there to kind of uh, move the needle a little bit but his uh, demographic is definitely more mainstream than uh, for sure Doc Stanhope my goodness he's on the margin he's a radical and in, like George Collin was who died many years ago anywho so and maybe also due to the fact that I have uh so I'm sure I've mentioned that. I'm, I'm a big fan of podcasts. And I spend many hours listening to them. Many, many hours a week. My goodness, many hours a day, often listening to them. Of course, being alone, you know, I'm not just listening to silence. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to, uh, yeah, to six languages and podcasts and practicing. Uh, definitely drowning when it comes to listening to Japanese. It's still... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an infant, I'm a novice, but I'm having a blast with it. And, uh, but the rest, you know, like Portuguese, Italian, of course, Spanish, and English and French, all of those are, yeah, I can, I'm now able to accelerate the, the playing option on the Italian podcast to make me sink a little more my toes, and I can follow just fine. There are less and less words each time I don't understand. But uh, I really enjoy those. But I was, you know, looking at uh, getting stuff in all the languages and my favorite remains English. Uh, yeah, I just I really, really enjoy. I really like the English language. And uh, I don't know how I stumbled upon that. Uh, there's, a, I guess, quite a few. <laughs> but anyway, it's about serial killers, which I've been fascinated with for quite a while. And, uh, you know, there are things which I don't understand why I'm interested in them, like uh, 
movies about the military sometimes, like A Few Good Men, uh, G.I. Jane, or some of the World War II movies, or uh, The Thin Red Line, or whatever, Hamburger Hill, uh, you know, Platoon, and Born on the Fourth of July, and the like. And then, so you have the those military one, the one about sports, you know, uh, Meet the Titans, Remember the Titans, not Meet the Titans, anyway, just of those. And I just feel moved when I watch those, which is really funny because I, uh, I very close to want nothing to do with those, but somehow to watch movies, uh, mostly in a movie form. I wouldn't read a book about a sports guy. That would have no appeal, no interest. But watching a movie, yeah, or some documentaries can be, uh, yeah, they, they can be enjoyable. And so uh, serial killers has been something, you know, and... And then for a while I wondered, like, maybe I am one of them, you know? Why am I... Why is that stuff interesting me? And, uh, you know, those sick people. And I would dare to say those poor people. And uh, because what a, what a double whammy. You know, that, that which you like to do, that which gives you a high, and all of us are fucking looking for a high... You know, I'm working on that one, but it's fucking hard to resist the the natural feedback that you get when you do something and then something in you responds and say, fuck yes, more. You know, so here's somebody who likes to fucking dismember or rape or kill somebody with a man, woman, a child. So they know <laughs> that it's not okay in society, but yet it's what makes them happy. So the kind of strategy that they, stratagem they come up with to be able to to get away with it. Anywho, and uh, to kind of like you know to be a manipulator, kind of like an addict. You know, you manipulate and then you deceive and you do what you have to do because you know that you can't be clean about it because you wouldn't be able to do what it is that you want to do. So I see that as a curse and. Uh, in a way, I see those people as victims. You know, it makes me sad, you know, and however horrifying. Like uh, yesterday, I was listening to this one, which just tore me up. It tore me. My, it was fucking ridiculous. There's a movie called The Girl Next Door, and that's based on a true story that happened in California in the 80s, I think. I don't remember. About this girl for some, I think it was economical reason that the father, I think it was, ended up putting her with a sister with somebody to watch over them. And the abuse that they perpetrated on her, and in the end she died. I don't remember the movie how it goes, but it was, it was like, my goodness, a horror that we are capable of inflicting on one another. Those deviant... <sighs> blows me away. And uh, before... Before that one, no, not before that one, but before getting hold of that podcast, and I've been listening to quite a few, so um, part of me was like, am I in denial? You know, am I am I a sociopath? And I thought that maybe, you know, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, I'm more of a loner, which is a big uh, recurring theme in uh, in those sociopaths, you know, they, they, they just, they feel awkward <laughs> socially, uh, you know, they do better by themselves. And then they have weird, you know, I have my imagination can definitely go strong. And I was like, maybe I am, you know, or maybe part of my makeup, you know, my, my inability to uh, to inflict pain on somebody else is maybe the, my safeguard. 
And then after listening to some of the podcasts, I was like, what was I thinking? You know? Yeah, I was, I was trying to, to connect it because there were some on the fringes, some similarities, but no. Well, that has nothing to do with who I am. I, oh my goodness. Just the very idea of, wow. Like the guy from the Bates Motel, the Psycho, that was based on this guy, well, I don't remember the movie, but I guess it was a guy and his mother, his relation, and how he idolized her, and how he wanted to... Anyway, it was... Uh, I'm sure the movie was very similar, but it was like, wow. <laughs> that, that is... Anyway, that's beyond my, uh, my scope. Okay. Here I am here at the top. I am at the Onion Cemetery. So I'm going to harvest about... Uh, quite a few of them and process them today so we'll see maybe i'll uh, i'll chat back on the way down what a beautiful day what a beautiful area hmm anywho all right friends until then well i'm back <laughs> whoa good thing i emptied my pack uh those are onions full of water <laughs> anyway fine it's well, first of all, beautiful thing is, I had to climb up those, uh, you know, 300 meters or what, what not. And uh, so I'm mostly going to go down here. But anyway, I would enjoy it. But it's like, wow, it's heavier than I expected. Because this morning when I was unpacking my bag, I was like, maybe I should keep some weight because it's not going to be heavy enough. But it is. <laughs> it is. Anywho. I could have harvested enough for, uh, yeah, a whole year. I guess those did not meet the standard of the harvesters. Some got dinged with a cleaning machine, I guess, or whatever. But anyhow, so interesting. So in that uh, that Solana de Habalcuth, Habal, I think is that how you said Habalcuth, Habalcuth, Solana de Habalcuth. Anyway, so basically dead then into. Uh, that place where they have like this kind of animal husbandry of some sort and uh, it's just uh, it's just a side street so but uh, panorama amazing really really I mean I'm in a as far as my standard is concerned I'm in a five-star location here uh, wow kind of a though different but it, may, it kind of it's reminiscent to me of Big Bend National Park in uh, Southwest Texas, which was my favorite park in the U.S. Not that I knew all of those, but I knew a few. And I loved the majestic grandeur of that park. You know, you had no cell reception there to give you an idea. It's a huge, I forgot the size of it, but it's, it's, it's definitely one of the biggest in the U.S. It takes you <laughs> half an hour, I guess, to drive in to get to... Uh, well, you have the visitor center and then you can go to the rear grand campground or you can go to the window so one is basically at the base of the park at the lower altitude and one is uh, there's a trail called the window trail which is uh, it end up with this rock formation kind of looks like a window and you have this huge panoramic view so anyway beautiful trails beautiful again I, li I like solitude so me personally the less of human the less of uh, the less sign of civilization the better anyhow so here it's different, obviously. I mean, here, as far as the eyes can see, you know, nature is receding to make way for uh, olive trees. 
So this is, a, as they call it, the, the olive capital of the world, Rhein, which is, uh, Rhein is about um, eight miles, I guess, or so, seven, eight miles from here. So it's very known for its uh, olive production. And then they have garlic, of course, and an onion. I'm not sure what else grows very well here. It's a very dry area in Spain. Anywho. Anywho. Oh, something else that came up. I don't have a. I don't have a script. Huh? <laughs> I haven't had a script for a while on a podcast. I used to. I used to have a list. You know, like on Monday I would go into that arena, arena. You know, into that kind of air. Um, I guess arena is not right. Area, and I would go. You know, talking about culture or whatever. And uh, not anymore. But I've been watching this series, which is called Kidding, with Jim Carrey. Never heard about it before. They had two seasons of it. And uh, then it didn't go any further. And I'm about finishing the first season. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's, you know, it's not like I would say I understand it. Obviously, you know, it's talking about somebody's breakdown. So, I mean, some of it, yeah, but ultimately... I. And it's not even that interesting to me to to really know it. But the experience, the ride, the creativity, the characters. And I have to say, I am more and more impressed by uh, Jim Carrey's ability as an actor. I think he's way underrated. I think movies like The Mask and, you know, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I mean, <laughs> though they're required acting skills, but they kind of put him in a, in a category, you know, in a not-so-serious actor's. Kind of like, you know, like a Robin Williams had a similar fate, you know, with like, oh, this guy makes us laugh. But, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Be There? Shit, there's a movie where he plays several characters. Or oh, he also played in The World According to Garp by the, what's his name, this writer? I, I used to, I read a bunch of his books and I realized I have no idea what the fuck the guy was talking about. Uh, but he's, he was kind of like, he was popular for a while. I guess in the 80s or so. Anywho. But kidding. Anywho, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. Watching it. I have, uh, um, I haven't watched as much. I mean, I have, I have spells, I guess. But sometimes I find myself just uh, either listening to some music and or rarely reading in the evening, I have to say, because my, uh, my energy is different. I just, uh, no, it doesn't feel right. Reading is more in the morning or in the afternoon. Rarely, rarely in the evening. Though it is kind of a nice uh, sleeping pill, you know. It's nice. It's like a nice melatonin pill to take because it puts you nicely to sleep. But I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me as much. And uh, I've enjoyed that. And I've also, I actually just touched on that a few minutes ago. The whole thing about sports and. You know the military and serial killer and uh, and the like and just baffling why I'm interested in that stuff, which I'm not really. You know I don't follow any. I have no idea what's going on in the sport world. No idea whatsoever. I couldn't care less. And uh, and there is something called CrossFit. Some of you might not know. It's kind of like a a multifaceted sport where you have to test many skills, flexibility, strength, basically it's different. You know that a weightlifter, all you do is you just bulk up and you just pick up a lot of weight. But this one, it's, it, it just blended with a lot of things. Kind of like a, 
almost you could call it like a Navy SEAL training ground. You know, people who are very flexible and can do a lot of things, but very strong, very fast, and just a lot of things. And I have been following that for a while. I mean, I'm not following it like all the time, I, you know. But uh, from time to time, I, I enjoy, they have documentaries. So they have like a world championship game that they have. Mostly, well, I guess it's all, always in the US. And uh, yeah, you know, somebody was to ask me, do you know Matt Fraser or, or Tia Toomey? And I was like, yep. You know, which is funny in and of itself. Anywho. So that's something that from time to time I'll, I'll end up watching and uh, enjoy it, you know. And I'm not like giving myself a headache over it. It's just interesting that that appeals to me. I just don't know why. You know, my approach to sport is completely different. It is way more gentle. I would never indulge in things like that, you know, on a, on a basic level. To me, it's, it looks crazy. To put oneself through that. I mean, for me, if I was to put myself, I'm not talking about anybody else's, you know, whatever rocks your boat. But, but wow. Uh, anyhow, so I guess maybe uh, thinking of the Colosseum, you know, Roma. Rome, I guess, Rome, sorry. Roma in Italian. I guess Roma in Espanol also. French Rome. Yeah, kind of like the English. Roma in Japanese. Actually, <laughs> I could almost see the writing actually closing my eyes. Uh, anyway. Nice to meet you. Cochisa. Co no, no, no. Cochisa? Cochisa? Oh, mommy. Oh, oh. Arigato gozaimasu. Interesting too. When you think about origato, which means uh, thank you. Uh, Origato gozaimasu means thank you very much. But uh, look in Portuguese, obrigado. Arigato, obrigado. That is strangely, strangely close to me. And uh, I don't know. I somehow see, uh, somehow I want to put the Japanese slant on it. I want to somehow see that that Portuguese word has been influenced by the Japanese instead of the other way around. But I haven't looked it up and I've no interest. Actually, I don't think that's the first time that I mentioned that. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Anywho. So. So, so, so. Oh, yeah, the sun is peeking more through. So now it's not chilly anymore. So actually now that uh, wind slash breeze feels amazingly refreshing. Very, very nice. Makes it very enjoyable. Yeah, it's going to be a warm... It's going to be the warmest day that it's been in a, in a while. Now, we're looking at today and tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, and then uh, rain again. And then, So we're not done with the rainy season, you know. So it's going to go... It looks like it's going to go through April. So, which I guess, you know, it's definitely not untypical for it to, to rain until April. But I think that's kind of where it ends. And then you're looking at a... A dry rest of spring and then a dry summer and dry early fall. Maybe some scattered shower, but mostly dry. Anywho. So, got my work cut out for me. I got all those onions. <laughs> then I'm going to go... I'm going to pleasure myself and process those. And then freeze them. I got a lentil dish that I'm going to finish today. 
and then tomorrow we'll make my big batch of salad and then my uh, morning muesli mm. yeah Mr. Crow okay hold on in Native American tradition three crows is not a it's a bad omen but there's only two bad omen anywho oh yeah I was also thinking I was like why is my calf so sore uh, yesterday and also today and I keep forgetting why um, there is this I guess it, you wouldn't call it a cactus but maybe it's in a cacti family I'm not sure and it has those leaves with lots of spindles and they're very very sharp jagged one and uh, yes it was two days ago I ended up uh, backing into one of them and then ignoring it at first actually not realizing what was going on until it was really pushing me well and uh, I am I'm recovering from that so it's not like affecting me in terms of not being able to walk or run but it does feel sore and uh, yeah now that I'm thinking about it my left calf is sore and I have no problem with my right calf anywho anywho a day in the life of Anthony that maybe there was something that was like hiding in a corner and then by uh, taking a couple of breaths it would bring it up to the surface but nothing is nothing is popping up so unless I have do I have something else I would like to to share I guess not I guess not that's enough for now Anyhow, yeah, I was kind of scattered today. Eh? Didn't have, uh, even though my uh, my initial inspiration was that uh, statement on that podcast about the the grandma saying, you know, she was looking forward to go to heaven to meet her husband, and that uh, anyway, that uh, that telltale <laughs> is so it seems so silly to me. That was kind of the the impetus, my emotional response to hearing those words. And having yeah having that conflicted that uh, almost that uh, paradoxical uh, state of mind you know this I wouldn't call it a dissonant because I'm not even sure that they are contradictory I think they are in different planes yeah yes okay I can I can I can spin that for a couple of minutes before leaving yeah uh, what I mean by paradoxical is like it doesn't make sense but it's not contradictory. They they can be together even though they don't seem they don't fit together on just one plane of understanding, meaning okay on the rational level I don't uh, I don't believe in in the heaven and hell uh, heaven and hell like the Catholic or the Jewish or, or the Muslim face put it I just don't it makes no sense to me whatsoever it is antiquated I wouldn't use the word dangerous but yeah I just find it it would be yeah, I see it as immature. So on that plane, 
I, uh, if I hear somebody saying something like that, I'm going to put that person in that basket. How can I not? I cannot not think of that person immature when I consider that belief immature. So that person goes there. And at the same time, on another place, I realize that even though I think of myself higher, more evolved than that person, this is just an illusion because I too am holding on to to some silly beliefs but I do need to have some to make sense of whatever it is I need to have a story that I can believe in it doesn't matter the truth of it or, or how reasonable or how logic it is it's not what it's for it's to soothe my, the need for my mind to make sense of what this life is and uh, that though you know we are all on a stage and some are playing different characters but the fact that they're playing different characters there is not one better than the other it's it's just that's just the nature it seems to be the nature of life and there are so many factors that makes you who you are and condition you at least on that level of understanding of who we are and what life is like with mine you know my belief that I don't believe in accident you know I believe everything is purposeful, meaningful, everything is a gift, that pain is a blessing, uh, you know, that you can't, you can't do wrong, you know, that, that's, that's not like a better place to be, it's just different, you know, because I'm a different place and my, my path is taking me on a different place, so I have those two things going on at the same time, almost actually because at first my initial response is like how fucking retarded that's the first one that comes yeah that's it's it's like instinctual <laughs> and then very shortly after now come the other one is like yeah like you better you know like what you believe is better you know which is not true because i don't so ramdas talks a bunch about that you know they are he would, he would talk about having he would talk about different levels of understanding or experiencing life or, or being in life and what makes sense in one might not in another and uh, and I can drink that Kool-Aid his Kool-Aid makes sense to me you know part of me is like saying say, yeah yeah I can I can buy that you know I can buy that and that works for me but it's not better you know I definitely have a long way to go when it comes to um, to the judging you know and I guess you know they say if you judge if you judge others harshly you, you judge yourself harshly and I I have to say I'm not I'm not seeing that I'm, I'm not seeing in that light yet I appreciate it kind of makes sense Actually, I believe in it, but I haven't had the experience because I think if I did, if I was raising my awareness when it came to that, that would change. There would be a shift and that would not be as hard because it's not helpful. You know, judging like, like I did judge that grandmother is not helpful. You know, that part of me is not helpful by doing that, by spending and directed at, directing that energy in that way. 
you know it's kind of like putting your foot on somebody else's face to just try to grab the the cookie jar you know it's not useful it's not sustainable but it's something that uh, I've gotten used to from my childhood until now so it's it's a tough one muscle memory tough one to change and update but I'm working on it so once we get uh, Here's a quick shift because we're about to come to that place with a goat and sheep and then those mastiff. Oh, and there's a cute puppy, but it won't come. Yeah, oh yeah, you can hear them. Yeah, they're so me in a distance. <laughs> Five of them. I'll let them say goodbye to you. Let's see if I can find that puppy. All together. All together. Where's the puppy? Where's the puppy? I don't see it. Where's the puppy? Yes. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's it is amidst the the sheep. <laughs> yeah, just one. Huh? All right, guys. Anyway, have a beautiful day, and then until next time.